This is Deep Dive. I'm Fei Fei. The number of minor offenders has been on the rise in China over the past five years. The country's top prosecution authority said on Wednesday the ages of minor offenders have also been decreasing, with more being under 16. They also pointed out the number of crimes against minors has gone up. Sexual assaults are the most evident among all. No matter for minor offenders or young victims. The importance of offering them mental health services is underlined by the authorities. What will help these tender, broken hearts? I spoke with my colleague Dou Hongyu, who followed the story of a juvenile court judge in the city of Guangzhou. This episode is brought to you on Friday, March the third. Hello, Hongyu. Hi, Fei. Tell us a little bit more about this juvenile court judge. Okay, her name is Chen Haiyi. She's been working as a juvenile court judge for twenty-seven years. And she's handled over five thousand cases, and none of those teenagers involved in the cases committed crimes again. Because apart from being engaged in、uh, court decision making, Chen. Always use some psychological skills to help、uh, return to the society. So even today, many of those teenagers are in great touch with her. This makes her so proud of her work. And apart from this, she's also a deputy to China's top legislature, the National People's Congress. So she also has the responsibility to submit her motions or proposals to the NPC. And why does she want to be a lawmaker in the first place? I think it's because during her work, she found that lots of the problems have to be solved from a legislative level. For example, found that most of the adolescent criminals had or had experienced mental traumas, and the early detection of mental health challenges and timely help can prevent teenagers from committing crimes. But there's supposed to be a national or at least a regional system. To identify mental distress around children and offer intervention services for them, to build such a system requires legislation. That is why she wants to be a lawmaker. So in 2018, she was elected the deputy to the 13th National People's Congress for a term of five years. It was also the time when、uh, she heard that China was going to amend the law on the protection of minors. Okay, and by that time. What sort of changes does she hope to bring to juvenile justice and even to the young people's mental health in general? Yes, as I said,、um, it's an important part of her work to help with rehabilitation. So she always uses some psychological skills to、um, communicate with those teenagers. But she found it's also important to prevent teenagers from committing crimes. So. Uh, she thinks the society didn't have such a system to prevent children from committing offensive acts. So she was proposing to build such a system of mental health management,、uh, which contains a regular mental status examination, and also she wanted the government or schools to keep the document of students' mental health records. So she proposed this、um, kind of system to the top legislature. Yes, after 
a certain period of surveys. She wrote a report and she submitted her proposals to the National People's Congress in 2019 during the plenary sessions meetings. It, this is a document submitted to the National People's Congress. And yes. But what exactly does would this proposal work? Would it bring the change that Chen Haiyi hopes to bring? Yes, because after her submission, after the annual plenary session in March 2019, the National People's Congress Standing Committee sent her proposal to the Ministry of Education. And later, Lu Yunhui from the Department of Elementary Education with the Ministry called her and asked for more details about her proposal. And also, the, they also talked about concrete plans to build a system of mental health management for teenagers. And then a couple of months later in July, um, Chen Haiyi received a paper reply letter from the Ministry of Education. And she also shared this letter with me. It's a letter of 2,500 words. It starts with Deputy Chen Haiyi, colon, and then the content contains a series of measures it planned to take including stepping up mental status exam and analysis among primary and middle school students, and also starting building a mental health management system in pilot regions, as Chen Haiyi proposed. The educational department also slowly dropped their concerns. They realized it is not enough to simply hold classes and lectures on mental health. We need more personalized systems that truly help children struggling with mental health issues. It will also help train staff at schools. And also, on top of the letter, there's a title which says, the reply to proposal number 2,756. To be honest, I was astonished by the number because each year the meeting would receive about 10,000 proposals or motions from deputies. So I asked Chen Haiyi, does every proposal or motion get such a reply? And she said, I've been to the meeting a, a lot of years and basically, I got replies to every single one of my proposals. Then I went to look for some data from last year's meeting, and it turned out that about 94.6%, that is about 95% of last year's motions and proposals were handled by relevant departments. And there's a rule that after the standing committee sent proposals and motions to departments, they have to... Uh, the the departments have to reply to those deputies within three months, and they cannot be delayed to six months. So you see there's a clear deadline for them to respond to all those proposals from deputies. Chen Haiyi is not the only one submitting proposals about protecting children's mental health. Um, as such voices came together at the annual plenary session, it would push the top legislative body to add more about mental health protection in the law on the protection of minors. The management of mental health is mentioned in many laws, like the law on the protection of minors and the law on juvenile delinquency. There are clauses about assessment and evaluations on mental health, especially when it comes to offenses by minors. 
I'm also curious about this system that Chen Haiyi proposed in her proposal,、uh, that about、mm-hmm. establishing, I think, records of students, children's, and teenagers' mental health state. And is this system actually in the work at the moment? And does this system prove to be feasible and also working to protect a lot of the young people's out there? Ah,、uh, yes, indeed. As a deputy, Chen Haiyi is also responsible for supervising the implementation of these measures. So she's got some numbers about the implementation. Take her city Guangzhou as an example. In 2018, before she made this proposal, there were about 10,000 of students that had already received the、uh, mental status examinations, and by 2022, that is the end of. Her five-year term, over one hundred and forty-five thousand students in that city has received such、um, examinations, and lots of schools have also established such documentation for、uh, their Some parents are reluctant to share their problems inside the family, so we set up a well-protected archive system and also have rules on how each file should be handled. We revise this system every year. It has helped address concerns from some parents. For example, there is this 17-year-old boy who. Is incredibly smart. He's one of the top students in his grade, but all of a sudden he refuses to go to school, and he even was not willing to go off his bed. It seemed that all of a sudden he lost the will to live. So that is when his parents tried to seek for help from Deputy Chen Haiyi, and as a way to help him, Chen went to. The place where his document for mental health was placed, and she got the permission to read that record. That record is very thick, and by tracking backwards, she found the root cause of this problem in his childhood memories. Because when he was little, his parents got divorced. Before that, the records looked quite nice, but after that point. The records suddenly changed, and especially because he lived with his mother. When clearing his father's stuff, his mother dropped all the toys that his father left him. His mother wasn't aware that that was something big, but to this boy, this matters a lot because that contains the memory of his father. That is what gradually influenced him, which caused the Mental challenge that accumulates to a bigger problem that we see at the age of seventeen. So, without this document, you can never know what's really the problem. Because when we talk to a kid who's being distressed, we only tend to ask them what's wrong recently. But in many occasions, what is wrong is not just in recent time. So. This、uh, shows the importance of such a document. So you see, the city is really、uh, piling up those reports and trying to build 
like a database for students. So whenever a student shows some symptoms of mental health challenges, adults can track down their memories through those documentations to see the root causes of such mental health issues. We catalogued student files and found over 2,600 students facing different issues. Some have developmental impairments or struggle with peer relationships or are facing problems with their emotional skills. There are also students dealing with overwhelming stresses or having problems in their family relationships. Okay, and then they can give out proper solutions to these uh, problems that young people are having. And you're talking about the first term. This is Chen Haiyi's first term. And it happened in 2019. Is she still working on the two roles still? You know, the judge and the lawmaker at the same time? Yes. This year, she was elected as a deputy to the 14th National People's Congress. So it's another five-year term. And this year, she's brought her new proposals. Um, She wants to build a mental health resource center in rural areas. The centers will involve government departments like civil affairs department, education department, health authorities, psychologists, volunteers, etc. And based on such a center, Chen Haiyi wants uh, rural areas to install a kind of creative facility that she came out. Uh, she has a name for it, which means heart nurturing box. It's an isolated booth where students can be connected to experts or people with educational or health departments. For example, if a kid in a village feels distressed and he or she doesn't know who can offer help, they can walk into the booth, close the door, and maybe press a few buttons on a screen, and then he or she can be connected to some kind of experts that can offer help. Why does she think that the mental health state of students in the rural areas is so prominent for this year? Well, this year, China has already released the number one central document for 2023. It highlights rural vitalization. It also stresses the importance of the development of local talents. And mental health is no doubt a significant part of talent cultivation. However, in rural areas, the awareness of mental health protection is not as high as in big cities. Um, Some of the children are even living only with their grandparents because their parents are working in big cities to feed their families. So they don't have enough frequent communications with their parents. And also there are less resources about mental health protection in rural areas compared with cities. And that's why uh, Chen Haiyi is eyeing on rural areas this year. As you mentioned, Chen Haiyi is locally from Guangzhou, which is one of the biggest cities in China. And how is she going to be confident and able to present this proposal about students in rural areas. I mean, they would be living pretty far away, and they are not from her local community. 
And how did、mm-hmm. she get to know these problems and students in villages? Well, she's done a lot of work.、Uh, she's done a lot of surveys by basically going to the villages and talking to people there. The first thing she wants to figure out is, do they really need such a thing? So she went to rural areas in Guangdong province and talked to the children there. Once she met two girls who were sexually assaulted by people in the village, and one of them is one of the youngest child in her family. She has about six or seven brothers or sisters. Her parents may be ignorant to their mental health because it's already very difficult. To make a living, her father is over seventy years old, and her mother is physically impaired. So when she was sexually assaulted by one of her neighbors, she didn't know who could offer help because、um, her parents apparently didn't have the ability to help her out. So if there is such an isolated booth, which can connect her to. The experts in big cities—that would be great. And also, Chen Haiyi talked to her about this idea. The girl really liked this idea, and she even said, "Could you please put one of the booths at our bus station? Because I always go there. I need it." That is when Chen Haiyi believed that the children there really need such a thing, and she also talked to local governors. About the feasibility of building such facilities,、uh, for example, she recently she went to a village in Liangnan County, in Guangdong Province, and the head of the village was very happy. He said there was no problem to build such a facility in his village. So what may be a problem is the coordination between different departments. It requires time. It even requires legislation. Based on all those surveys and all those efforts, even if Chen Haiyi is from a big city, she's confident that her proposal is going to work this year. And seems like for her two terms as the lawmaker, she's really trying hard to improve the mental health support system for both students in cities and also in villages. Does the job of a lawmaker end here, like giving out proposals? And offering plans for changes. Well, no, this is just part of their work because their job is to hear what people have to say and figure out solutions. So this is kind of like a twenty-four-seven job. There's no end with the proposal.、Um, and because of our special identity as an NPC deputy, people would know her and go to her. Then, then, 原来可能去的 For many facilities like libraries that I didn't go to often, but are working with many children, they approached me and invited me to visit their places. Because they know she's going to convey their concerns to the country, and whenever this happens, Chen would patiently put them down and write them in her notebook. Her job is always to connect people, so this continues all year round. And they also go to a place called Focal Points. This is a place where people get the chance to talk to deputies face to face. Some of them are in residential compounds,、uh, which are just a few steps away from people's homes. Some are in office buildings, 
Some are in parks, so they're very easy to be found. People can walk straight to those focal points and talk to those deputies. 好像我那天去白云的那个呃人大的联络点。The other day, when I went to the one in Baiyun District, many people came there and vented about problems like parking or sorting waste. And in Guangdong Province, which has about the same population as Japan, there are over 100,000 deputies in the last five-year term, and there are over 13,000 of focal points placed in the province. You can imagine this density. Such a kind of focal points are really a, a great place for people to be connected with those deputies, and also people are encouraged to speak out for themselves in various ways. For example, in some cities, the deputies would hold competitions, which encourages people, especially young people, to raise their own proposals to imagine their deputies. To figure out what are the problems to be solved in the society and what might be the best solutions, and apart from that, there's also online platforms where people can make their voices heard. For example, social media platforms and also the the official website of the National People's Congress. We can see millions of people putting down their concerns and their solutions to those problems. So there are many ways for people's voice to be heard by those deputies. But what if she ran into any hurdles as she, for example, doing her surveys or trying to compile a proposal? Is there any support system for her as a lawmaker?、Uh, yes, of course. He, she's not alone. There are also、uh, community workers and government departments that can offer help to her because she's an NPC deputy. Um, sometimes solving a problem requires coordination of different departments, but for her, it's easier to accomplish this coordination because it's part of her obligation as an NPC deputy. And besides getting local support, she also has the opportunities to attend training sessions held by National People's Congress. These sessions teach them how to communicate with people and to and to collect their concerns, as well as how to. Do surveys in order to get as much information as they can to write the best proposals. With Chenghai's story, we start to getting to know her role as a lawmaker or as a deputy from the National People's Congress. Can you explain more to us about the kind of role that an NPC deputy play in the Chinese society? Okay.、Uh, besides Making proposals to the National People's Congress, as those proposals we've talked about, NPC deputies also have the responsibility to submit their motions. Well, th- these are different from proposals because proposals are delayed to relevant departments to really solve those problems. But motions can become legally binding once they are adopted. An important part of NPC deputies' work is to engage in this legislation process, and also NPC deputies has the responsibility to scrutinize the work of state organs and relevant organizations. For example, Chen Haiyi is a regular visitor to their local department of education because she's interested in these fields. And once one of the officers even joked to her that he was 
nervous seeing her walking to his office, because she was always there to ask what has been done and to point out their problems. So these NPC deputies sometimes can put some pressure on local departments, on local governments. But if we count in everyone like Chen Haiyi in the National People's Congress, well, frankly, there is only still a small fraction of the whole of Chinese population with 1.4 billion. But how to make mm-hmm. sure that a group as small as this can truly reflect what everyone here in China is thinking and is concerned with, and truly build these communication channels between them and the country. Well, if you only count deputies of the National People's Congress, there are less than three thousand of them every year. It is indeed a small fraction of the Chinese population, but there are different levels of People's Congress, not just the National People's Congress, but also the township level, cities, People's Congress, and all the way up to the National People's Congress. For example, in the 2018 to 2022 term, there were in total over 2.6 million deputies from all walks of life at all levels. Just like Chen Haiyi, all of those deputies are also trying to approach people and listen to them. They are trying to collect people's voices in their own ways. Some would go to houses one by one. Some would do some volunteer work because when you work as a volunteer, you get the chances to talk to different people. Some just raise proposals or motions based on their own working experiences. If they stay out of it, they just raise problems without solutions. The government is solely responsible for the problem. Otherwise, you are failing as an administrator. Then personally, I don't think it's a very good democracy. A good democracy sees interactions between the government and the public. Everyone works together to propose solutions and improve our society. If there is something that cannot be solved now, the public can push the government for solutions. Maybe it take time, sometimes two years, three years, or even ten. China revised its law on the protection of minors in 2021. It raised punishments for offenses against minors. For example, offenders are banned for life from working industries involving minors, such as in education. This is thanks to many lawmakers like Chen Haiyi and legal experts who travel around the country, collecting countless cases and grinding their teeth to put their findings in paper. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you've heard, please follow our show on your podcast platform. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleague Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN radio reporter Dou Hongyu. I'll see you in the next one.